Hey, do you love the Postmodern Art Podcast? Do you want to help the podcast grow? Do you want to potentially be a part of it as well? Then maybe you should consider contributing to the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon! That's right, after months of debate, I finally decided, you know what? Let's make a Patreon. Because I want to be able for you guys to be as involved with this podcast as possible and help the podcast grow. For a monthly fee as low as $5 a month, you can get some incredible benefits and some incredible behind-the-scenes stuff no matter what tier you go to. Just with the $5 tier alone, you get to see incredible behind-the-scenes content, just like old works and progresses of old thumbnails. You get to see some content that I may have had to cut for one reason or another. You get a monthly audio shout-out at the end of the podcast. You get a video version of the podcast one day early. And at the end of the podcast, on the video version, when the music is playing us out, you can see your name at the very end of the podcast. But that's just even for the $5 tier. For the $15 tier, that monthly audio shout-out, yeah, that becomes a uh, weekly audio shout-out. Plus, you get a bonus monthly episode of the podcast. Plus, you might get an opportunity, if there's a guest you really want to ask a question to, you get to ask them one question while I make sure to shout you out on the podcast. That's right, you get to ask questions alongside me. And don't even get me started on the highest tier, the $40 tier. At $40, on top of all the other benefits that you get, you're basically sponsoring an episode. So before or during an episode, you get to tell me what to say. So no more boring things about, you know, Patreons and, ooh, check out this podcast. You can just tell me what to say, because you are basically the sponsor of that episode. Plus, on top of that, with all these other tiers, you get increasingly better discounts at the merch shop. So if there's potentially a piece of merch that you wanted to get, maybe contributing to the Patreon would help with that. I've wanted to do this Patreon for a bit to help further grow this podcast, whether it's potentially getting somewhat of a salary to help pay for the thumbnails that I'm getting for the episodes, pay for commissions to help people out, or maybe even bringing on people to help make this podcast even better, like an editor or something along the lines of that. But as much as I would like to be able to do that, I can't do that without you guys. And that's why I'm hoping if you're interested and you want to help this podcast grow, I would greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. If you went to patreon.com slash PMAP and helped out with even just the bare minimum, just that little bit of support helps this podcast grow exponentially. So come on, be a part of the Postmodern Art Podcast today and contribute to the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. And welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and before we get today's episode going, I want to give a quick shout out to my first patron on Patreon. Thank you, Jacob Raglan, for becoming a part of the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. I appreciate you helping further growing this podcast. Say hi to Jordan for me. Now, let's get to today's critter, shall we? Today we have Janae Lapire, better known as Opossil, an animator and freelance digital artist with a wide range of styles and hyperfixations. 
in all honesty, this was a very fun chat that I sincerely hope you guys enjoy as much as I did. Make sure you follow her and support her with all the links down below. If you enjoy this podcast, take that support a little further by liking, sharing, subscribing, or following whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. If you want to go even further, you could be like Jacob, and you could be a part of the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP to see the incredible rewards that could be offered to you. Finally, if you want to go even further with that support than ever before, you should be a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server, where you can talk more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. In fact, let's hear about another exciting podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Hot Goss with Trash Comedy is the podcast where we trade sweet, sweet facts like they're dirty little pieces of gossip. We're a New York-based comedy team and we're joined each week with a funny, delightful friend. After each person shares their facts, we rate those facts from, oh my god, that's not hot, that's as cold as the coldest ice you've ever seen, to, oh my god, that's so spicy, my mouth is gone. So if that made sense to you, then please join us on Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I exist. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Making sure that I'm recording on all fronts. Make sure that it's actually capturing the audio on all fronts. <laughs> okay. Wait, we're, 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 we're real. Yes, we are real. Oh my god. <laughs> Wild. Insane. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I knew it. <laughs> Did you not know you anyway. existed? Did you not know you were real? <laughs> Did you not know you were real? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Get it? Not really? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Please excuse my stupidity. No, no, but, no. I actually encourage that. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh, cool. Because <laughs> at the end of the day with this podcast, I just want you to be you. That's all I ask. So there you go. Go go crazy. Go. go ham. Go possum. Whatever you want to go. Go stupid. <laughs> <laughs> go crazy. Go stupid. That's what I'm going to do. I plan on it. Well, there you go. This, yeah. this should be a fun podcast, nevertheless. Um, Yay! There you go. Uh, right. Got the questions and such. Da, 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 da. Ooh. I was going to say. I, I see a far-fetched poster in the back. That's amazing. Yes. I want one. <laughs> I was going to say because uh, I, like, I got it beforehand because I love that show. And oh. I can't wait to see what's next. But I've also had mm-hmm. Dave on this podcast. Oh. <gasps> Well, yeah, I I remember like seeing that, like, cause like a while ago, I like saw you on Twitter. And I was like, hmm, who's this? Who's this dude? Who's this this uh, fella? And uh, I I looked through some of your podcasts, and I was like, oh, it's got Dave on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but and a couple other people that I knew, so that was pretty cool. Well, I like knew that existed, not yeah. actually knew personally. So not um, yet, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Uh, how are we, how are we gonna start this? Oh, uh, well, I was gonna say whenever you're ready, I was gonna do a clap three to one and jump right in with the icebreaker question. I didn't know if you wanted to do it. Okay, get loosened up. I know how comfortable, how uh, nervous, how excited you are for this experience. 
I'm a, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm vibing. Okay. I, um, I'm vibing. I am a little nervous, though, because I don't want to say some stupid shit <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, that I'm going to regret and, I don't know. <laughs> Look, Because I'm a paranoid motherfucker, but... At this point, if anyone's going to say the stupid stuff, it's usually me, so I think we're good. Okay. Anything you might think sounds stupid, I'll probably trump it somehow, so there you go. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't mean, like, like oh, funny, funny, funny joke, stupid. I mean, like, actually, like, <laughs> cancelable on Twitter, kind of <laughs> My point's still stupid. Now, I'm joking. Um. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah. I just, yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Apostle. <laughs> All right, Apostle. Before, before we really divulge too much into the real interview, the real meat and potatoes of the conversation, I have a little icebreaker Ooh. question I want to bring up. So, All right. let's say you get an opportunity to go to a deserted island on your own accord. It is just you, okay. you know, alone with your thoughts, get to sit back, relax, and chill, except. You get to bring mm-hmm. one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help make sure you don't go completely insane on this island. What, what is that oh, one piece? Shit. What is that one piece you bring with you? Oh, <laughs> wait! I'm trying to think. I have like really good pictures that I like. Like there are some some pictures that like I like exceptionally. Okay. Um, I don't remember. We. Oh, I'd have to look on my Pinterest. Hold on. Take your time. Uh, <laughs> Give me a second. I can do this. I there are some really good, really good pieces that I like. I think, hmm, um, uh, <laughs> I. Uh, that's a very good question. Because I want to do like a. <laughs> I want. I oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I would take um one of those like. Uh, does it have to be, oh, so, like, does it have to be, like, a still piece of art? Or can it be, like, a movie? No, or? Okay. Like I said, media or art. So, like, TV, oh. video game, movie, whatever you want to bring with you to help make sure you don't... Video game? Yeah, that's included. Okay. Oh. Shit, well, that opens it up. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I, like, can, I, consider, <laughs> I consider video games art. I mean, I said media or yeah. art, so... That's true. Um... Shut the fuck up, phone. Oh my god. Wait, it's, it's like buzzing at me. Excuse you. Anyway, uh, so, uh, I think, okay, to be fair, I have been playing, like, VR chat constantly. Would I have Wi-Fi? Of course, yeah. We got that. Okay, alright, I'd bring, I'd bring, like, a, uh, my, my quest in, like, a VR, like, VR chat. Okay. Because I've been playing that constantly. Um... So maybe like either that or um, Minecraft. I think I think Minecraft would be more fitting because it's like a lot more chill. Uh, and if I'm trying to like relax on this like desert island, I think I'd want more of a relaxing game and not something as chaotic as VR chat. You know so what, maybe like yeah. So probably Minecraft because I really like Minecraft. Do they it's have, fun. Do they have a Minecraft VR yet? Like or at least I think like- so. Okay. I think they've got something like that. I've seen videos of stuff like that. I don't, I don't know where you would get it, but yeah, I've seen stuff like that. So probably but some yeah. like mod or something along the lines of that. But nevertheless, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Minecraft is that is that your answer? You locking it in? That's what you're bringing with you. <laughs> Just, make sure you don't go insane. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. I want to change my answer. <laughs> if I if I were to bring a, a game, I think that's what I would bring. But I think actually, 
Um, I would bring one of three movies. Okay. I've got these three movies that I really like. My three favorite movies are Claus or Klaus or whatever, okay. however you want to pronounce it, which is that Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines yes. or Into the Spider Verse. Those are my three all-time favorite animated movies. A person so I'd bring culture, one of those. I see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, those are some really good choices. I mean, any yeah. one of those you can bring with you. Certainly, if nothing else, like the rewatch value can make it to where you can like understand yeah. and analyze every little detail of it. So that those are good options. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, that's what you're going with. You're locking that in. Yeah. Yeah. And then if that's the case, congratulations. You have won a chance to be on the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Woo! I'm your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. I'm a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is a freelance ah. 2D digital artist and animator whose art can range from cute, soft, and squishy to dark, creepy, and grotesque. The most talented ah. possum I know. Welcome to the podcast, Janae LaPire, a.k.a. Opossum. Yeah! Hey, look at me. Oh, my God. Guys, <laughs> what... Oh my god, I'm so excited to be here! Wow! <laughs> I'm glad to hear that excitement, nevertheless, and I cannot thank you for taking time every day to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate yeah. it. I'd like to thank my mom, and what... <laughs> what? No, no. But they... Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think... It, I, I thought that intro, intro was pretty good. You didn't even tell me about that part. I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah. I, I did say I was going to give you an intro. That's why I wanted to make sure I didn't oh, put your name, but <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I've I'm like, oh, I do draw things like that. That's pretty cool. But yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I I'm a puzzle. I draw. That's it. <laughs> well, before we really divulge into what you do draw or how you draw, okay. I want to go back okay. just a little bit. I want to know the okay. origin story of a puzzle. What exactly got you interested oh. in art and animation and all these different aspects in the first place? Oh, shit. Okay, that's a really good question. So, or apostle lore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I um, I have been drawing ever since I could hold a pencil. I have always just been really interested in drawing and stuff. And I remember, um, I, I remember before I could even, like, I, I could only, like, write my name. Like, it was the only thing I could really write. But I would, like, draw constantly. I would draw, like, um, I'd make stories in these little books. Uh, like, I, I'd staple together pieces of printer paper and make these little stories with, like, dragons in it and stuff. Because I fucking love dragons. Um, and I've always loved dragons. Ever since I knew what a dragon was, I was like, that, that, I want that. There you go. And then I've just been drawing and drawing and drawing. And um, I I found it as a really good way to, um, like, cope with some of the stuff that was going on in my life or to, like, just, like, de-stress or to just have fun and, like, get some ideas out on paper. And it got me into lots of trouble, actually, especially in school. Um, because I, one instance I can even remember is it was like a very, very serious writing test that we were doing mm-hmm. and I half-assed the story, um, or whatever the hell I was writing and drew all over the borders. 
and I drew these and I was really proud of them too. I was like, Oh my God, I, these are really good. Um, and then my teacher called my parents in for a meeting and was like, your kid, look at what your kid is doing. My mom was so mad at me. (laughs) Um, and I was like, Oh, um, and like, I've just been, I, it's been kind of a problem for me because in school, like I have always just wanted to draw and not do my schoolwork because I wasn't particularly motivated to do any of the stuff that I was supposed to do in school, except unless it was like a project I was interested in because it was just always been like a problem for me because I have, um, and I'm not, I don't want to blame like the way that my brain works on some of my mental illnesses, but like I do have, I have like ADHD and I have, I have bipolar too, which I actually just found out recently and I'm like, Oh, that's that's the fact about me. I didn't know because like, Ever since, because I had a test in fourth grade that was like, oh, she has ADHD, and then I had a test like two years ago. I was like, oh, she has bipolar too, and I'm like, oh, so that's interesting. But um, I, yeah, it's always just been a problem for me, especially in school, which is why I'm so happy to have finally graduated high school, and I don't plan on going to college, um, because like I. I've realized that, like, no matter what I'm drawing, I'm always drawing. Mm-hmm. And I, because, like, I, I switch from hyperfixation to hyperfixation, but I never stop drawing because if I've stopped drawing, I'd go crazy. Um, but, and I actually want to turn this thing that's made my life into, like, a, a really big struggle into something that is going to literally make me like succeed in life. So yeah, that's, that's my origin story. I mean, it's a good origin story. Nevertheless, I know I want to go back just a tiny bit on it. I want to ask, um, I know you said like dragons were one of like the major, like things that really got you going. Do you know any other like inspirations or like creative sparks for you that just like you saw and you're like, I have to recreate that. Like, especially like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, a couple of good ones were, um, I didn't, oh my God, wait, dude. So this was back in, I don't remember how old I was, but it was in 2008. Okay. I remember because the date is still on this drawing. Um, but I, in preschool, our, uh, our preschool teachers had us make plates. Like we would draw on a paper plate and transfer it into an actual plate. We still have the plate. Um, and it, it, so one of the first video games I ever played was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. There you go. And (laughs) it's literally a drawing of me. Like I'm this like pink little circle stick figure and I'm like picking a flower for like this like green scribble of Link over in the corner. And it's like, it's just really cute. So like Legend of Zelda has been one of the inspirations for me. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I grew up with Animal Jam a lot. Okay. Um, I was I, I didn't realize until later in life that I was a furry. I'm like, oh, I like animals. That's kind of cool. Um, uh, Animal Jam was a really big one. Oh, my God. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, one of the things that kind of got me into, like, fan art and, like, comic dubs and stuff like fandom stuff mm-hmm. was um creepy pasta <laughs> um okay. like not not like not like the cool side of the creepy pasta fan like the cringy like oh jeff the killer's my boyfriend kind of side <laughs> um all right this podcast I was is over no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> 
I'm not in that side anymore, but, like, that one kind of, like, got me into getting into, like, fandom and fandoms and stuff and, like, drawing fan art. Um, and then what else got me going? I don't remember. Uh, I know there's, like, oh, like, oh, did I see Animal Jam and Feral Heart? I think I did. But, um, and then just, like, playing video games kind of helped. Um, oh, Undertale is a really big one. Oh, there you go. Um, that one, holy shit. <laughs> I met lots of friends and, like, really helped me improve my art style uh, through drawing stuff from Undertale. And, like, I made a character for that game that I used for a very long time. I don't use her anymore, but she was probably one of my one of the characters that I used for, like, the longest uh, time out of all of them. But, yeah. Um... I, I got off track, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think you got, I think you kind of kept the trail for as long as you possibly could because I yeah. can tell that for a lot of your stuff, especially like nowadays, there's a lot of inspiration, a lot of love behind it that goes into some of the incredible stuff that you're making today. So mm-hmm. I, I have to ask, when did you go from just like this general like love that you had, like, you know, obviously, like you said, you started off just drawing to a passion and then thinking, I can make this my career? Right. Oh, that's the. That's a good question. So I always knew that I wanted to do something with my art. I just never knew what specifically I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to go into like concept art, game art, or like, like making stuff for shows. I didn't know if I wanted to do commissions and Patreon for the rest of my life. Um, But like, I think what really sold it was that I wanted to get into animation. Because, like, for a while I was thinking, uh, I really wanted to work for this game that I liked called Star Stable, okay. which I, I'll probably get into, but, like, that one, that, did you hear me out? It's not as bad as you think it is. Okay. Um, but I'll get into that later. But, like, the thing that really sold it for me was um, I was good. I, uh, like, back in about February of this year, uh, I, I had joined a server called the Lorecast and that it, it was in this fucking heyday. It was bussing and it was, I made that server like my home. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the Lorecast is they, it, I, I'm sure you've heard of them. They interview, yeah. uh, like animated, they, they go around animated stuff and like, uh, back then they were more centered around has hotel and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, so for this, uh, they interviewed Ashley and Dave, Ashley Nichols and Dave Captivelle, about their show Farfetch. Right. And I didn't know a whole lot about it at the time. I had seen the little clip of Hell Puppy back when it was still called Hell Puppy, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And I knew, I knew who these people were, and I was I looked up to them like quite a bit. But um, they started talking about the show and they talked about like the character designs and all the stuff. And then I realized I was like, dude, I want to do this. <laughs> I want to do this so bad because um, I had animated in the past. I just I wasn't really confident in my animation skills. And I frankly, I'm still not. I, I want to get better. But like then I was like, I want to get to the point where I can either work with these people or do something similar or like, because this sounds like I want to do this really badly. Um, and like for, and I've just been trying and trying and trying like to get my animation skills, uh, to like hone, hone them in. 
and like practice character design and like storyboarding and all this stuff. And I have a couple of them up on my channel now that I've practiced with. Um, and I had really liked, cause I saw, I was, I was really interested in like the whole has been hotel like thing. And I even started a project after I'd seen it and I had made it a couple of friends that were in, that were interested in making projects like that. Uh, and that was called Devil's Train, but that one went up in flames, so yep. we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I've just been I and I've been looking for animation work ever since. And I did find one project that I'm really interested in, and it's called I I don't know where it's going to go because it's pretty new, but it's called Lumi in the Great Big Galaxy. And it looks adorable. Right. Um. And you might, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's, uh, I, but they're, they were looking for animators and that's how I found it on Twitter. And I was like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> so I did, I yeah, we'll see where that goes. I didn't hear about it until you had mentioned it to me. No, it's, it's awesome to hear like the fact that you've basically just gone full on head first into all this animation stuff. Cause it's absolutely insane to know just kind of like, especially you said that it was only February of this year that you really like decided to buckle down and be like, I'm going into animation. And I'm going to mm -hmm. let you know right now, I've seen some of the stuff with your animation, like the roughs or whatnot. Like, they look yeah. like some of the most professional stuff I have seen out there. I am being 100% genuine when I say that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't agree, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I was going to say for you, like, mentally, like, what is the process like for you whenever you decide, okay, I need to make something animated? Um, well, okay. So, I mean, it really depends. But if I'm, like, really inspired, like, oh, yes, that. Um then usually that helps me like get settled and start on it but animation takes forever yes, it does oh it, <laughs> uh, it takes so long <laughs> and uh i remember like just like the couple of little ones that i've practiced in toon boom especially since i've never used toon boom before right. i was like Ugh. it's so hard especially because it's like vector and then you have to like connect all the points and i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing so I, I like I like try to watch tutorials and stuff, but I like ADHD gober. Uh, it's hard to watch tutorials, but um, I was just like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to learn how to do it. I just want to do it. Yeah. It's one of those, yes, that's that. Especially when you said like ADHD and like hyperfixations or whatnot. It's just kind of you know mm -hmm. like. You know, like, it's something you know you want to do, but, like, mentally you're like, I, I, I need help. Let me do this. I need help, please. <laughs> just, yeah. Just give me that little boost. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry, my nose is super stuffy, so if that's that's annoying, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I didn't even I'm realize like, until now. <laughs> okay. Me, well, like, there you go. To be fair, it's, like, it's that time of year to where, like, everyone knows it's going to be stuffy unless you're in California because they just don't have seasons. Um, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, like, have allergies, so that's kind of weird. No, but I, I, I think it's uh, Maybe I'm like, developing one. We'll see. <laughs> oh. But anyway. What were we talking Oh, yeah, animation. That's pretty cool. What? <laughs> No, I was gonna say. I like animation. Yes, absolutely. Animation. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, um, you know, you've animated like a wide range of characters, including your own character. Now I have to ask, quite yeah. possibly, like <gasps> the most important question that I've ever asked on this podcast. Why'd okay. You, why'd you go with the possum? Oh my god. Okay. So, all right. Here, 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 here. Listen, 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 buddy. Listen. Okay. Listen. <laughs> um, I chose a pop. Okay. This is a really funny story. Okay. So 
I was searching for a new Stona because I was having my my old Stona was a dragon and she was really fun to draw. But well, no, that's not true. She was she. I hated drawing her. <laughs> I could not draw her to save my life. Um, so I was having problems with it, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm picking a new Stona. So I had a couple of different ones that I wanted to try. I had like a cat dragon. I had like a cat, like a normal cat. I had a couple, like I tried a bear because I was like, oh, I like, I like, I, I'm like fat and I eat fish. I'm not actually fat, but, um, uh, and then I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I, <laughs> when I, back when I picked it, I was playing Roblox. There's this game. <laughs> There's this game that was like like animal simulator or whatever. It was an actual animal simulator, but it was like this person had like a testing world for like different animal Oh, excuse me. Different like animals they had been testing out. Okay. Um and one of them was a possum. And I was like, I completely forgot these animals existed. <laughs> um And I just had so much playing this little 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 bean that I was like, you know what? That's it. That's it. Yep. So Eureka! So I was like, I should make it a possum. Um, and I started trying, like, I started out, like, experimenting with a couple, because I'd never drawn, like, that head shape before. So I was trying to trying a couple of different shapes, a couple of different, like, uh, ways to draw it. And um, now the reason I, I chose a possum was because I relate to them in the sense that I, too, am an anxiety-filled little trash baby who, um, you know, just, like, screams at people. So, <laughs> um, and I have, like, lots of fun facts about possums, too. Did you know that they're marsupials? Yeah, I, I did hear about that. They're, they're, like, the only marsupials oh, yeah. in North America, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, only ones native to North America, which I think is awesome. That's about the only and, fact I can yeah. think of about possums on top of my head. So if you got any more, pull them loose. I do. Go for it. Do. So the fun thing about them is that they are uh, kind of resistant to rabies because they um, they their body temperature their natural body temperature is actually pretty low, so it's very hard for the rabies virus to survive within their body, um, and. They also really help with regulating tick populations. Uh, and like, because if they get a tick on them, they'll like eat it. So, and they like just eat garbage and they're little, little garbage eating little, little babies. And I love them. Another fun fact is I've never seen a possum in real life. Really? Never seen an opossum in real life. Nope. I'm, I'm gonna let you know right now. I live in Georgia. I see them just about all the time. Like, or like, especially at night whenever I'm just trying mm. to pass the road or whatnot. And I see them like on <laughs> there the they are. I, yeah, there they are. There's a little. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's, there's, a little there's a little trash demons. <laughs> little trash demons. There they are. And they're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love them. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the rabies thing because I think. No, it's it's raccoons that are usually associated with rabies. Never mind. I, I think so. Yeah. Because I always think of them as like you know, especially in like cartoons, you see them with the ones like with the foaming mouth. But I think that's raccoons that usually mm. have that. So. Either, yeah. Either way, it's interesting facts, and I appreciate the fact that you are enlightening the audience with some possum facts. Because yeah. we all need possum awesome facts. Because <laughs> we all need. <laughs> Because facts never hurt people, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> awesome fact. I am 700 feet away from your house and rapidly approaching. Um, <laughs> run. 
was it, it sounds like that what was it the 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 snail scenario i don't know if have you ever heard of this <laughs> snail scenario no what's that it, it, it's it's a uh, would you rather or not, would you rather but um if you had the possibility to you could have the ability to live forever but there is a mm-hmm. snail that is constantly following you like it is never stopping no matter where you oh. go and if that snail touches you you die so would you, so would you would you take the immortality or would you not? Oh my god! That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would have him as a little pet. I'd well, be like your no, little no, buddy. No, 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 I'm saying when it like whenever it like is constantly following, as in like nothing can stop it. Like it can go through like. Oh my god! So it is always going to be like coming after you, and it will always find a way to get as close murder as possible. Snail. Yeah, it is a murder snail essentially. So would you? like live forever with the murder snail or would you just live your normal life that's the question that's a really good question i think the murder snail would give me anxiety exactly. so i don't <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just live my normal life because i've got enough anxiety as it there you go i was gonna say i've heard some people like well if i'm gonna live forever then i can just figure out ways to like make money and then just like move halfway across the world and like snails going at the pace that they normally go like it's gonna take them lord knows how long to get to me and so as long as i can figure out a way to find the snail but then it's like well if you lose the but snail, it's inevitable it's inevitable you'll <laughs> never you'll never escape the snail exactly exactly i mean uh, you could like you could get all complicated with with it or you could just put a little hat on him and be like okay and accept your fate <laughs> yep there you go <laughs> well, I, I imagine the instant you even attempt to put a hat on it it's just gonna touch you dead um yeah exactly that's why i'd be like yep what <laughs> anyway anyways back to art and animation stuff i kind of mentioned this, i kind of mentioned this in the intro but like when it comes to your art in general like there's no like clear way to define it because you have a good wide variety of art, you know, whether it be like I said, you know, mm-hmm. something that could be as soft as squishy as a little possum that just bounces up and down to like the mm-hmm. super duper dark and grotesque, like, you know, things that are reminiscent of the creepy possums that you would talk about in the past. Yeah. Um, what is it about just having this kind of diversity in art kind of intrigues you when it comes to making art? So, um, I try and, like, I've been trying to kind of open my horizons a little bit with, um, different, not, not necessarily different mediums, but different, like, styles and stuff, because that can actually be pretty useful when, uh, applying for jobs. And I don't just do it for, like, career opportunities, but it is incredibly helpful in that aspect because if you can do it in a couple of different styles or you can like experiment with different uh, or or your style is a lot more versatile, it can definitely help, especially in animation when styles are very different. Um, But for me, I just like, I just like spooky stuff sometimes. So um, yeah, I've, I've been, um, I, I have made art that has scared me, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, far more terrifying than I really wanted it to be. So, and, like, I don't know, I just like scary stuff, and uh, I like trying to, like, experiment with a couple of different, like, because, like, when you're just drawing, like, in the same style over and over and over again, that shit gets boring. Yeah. So... Like, trying out different ones, like, pushing yourself sometimes, like, a little bit outside of your comfort zone every so often is really fun. Uh, unless it's not. But, you know. 
Um, there's like, I can think of a couple of different instances. Like one example was I had found this, well, I didn't find it, but my friend Alien showed me this song uh, called Kiss Me, Kill Me. And it's a parody of the Kiss Me song. I don't remember who, who it's actually by, but like, hold on. Uh, the parody is by Jerry Terry, and it's awesome. It's so scary. It's like a, it's like emotionally scarring. It's so good, and I'm like, ooh. So, um, it's and it has like I, I just like it's a song, so, but it's describing what's happening. It, I, I'm gonna just have to show it to you later, but like Absolutely. I, there's a monster at the end of the song, Ooh. and I started drawing the monster, and I, I took, I've been taking some inspiration in terms of like making like really, I like uncanny shit, like uncanny faces, and I, I really like things like the Walton Files, and I've tried, I've, I've, I've almost tried getting into uh, the Mandela catalog, but that shit was really scary, so I was like, ah. <laughs> um. But, and I also just watched it in, like, a bad circumstance where it was home alone. But, um, I tried drawing something that was really uncanny, and I was like, this is, like, really, like, I didn't mean to make this so uncomfortable, but it's perfect. Um, so I tried doing that, and then, like, what was the other thing I was going to, oh, styles. Like, uh, experimenting with different styles. So, some, one, some that I've struggled with, actually, Mm -hmm. um, have been, like, so... I tried to get, or I, I um, applied for this project called the Dream SMP Animated, uh, and I got on, and and then I like promptly left, be, not for any reason. Like the team was like they were very organized and they were very professional with how they were doing it. Right. My only issue, well, one of my only issues was that uh, they it, the project was unpaid. And I was like, I should be, I, I don't think I should be doing as much work as I am for nothing. So, um, and like, I get the reason that they're not paying people is because they have like a massive team. Like their team is enormous. I can imagine. And yeah, it's really big. Especially, and, especially with uh, the fact that Dream SMP, just the amount of people that are interested in that kind of stuff, it's probably not yeah. too hard to find people that would be interested in making an animated version of that. Another reason why I left that project, I was struggling so much with trying to get the style down uh, because it was very like, it was just, I am not an anime artist. I don't do, like, I do, I don't, I can't do anime. I'm so bad at it. Um, and that's when I want to try and maybe improve on that, but God, it's frustrating. Um, and it's like, I, um, the thing was, it was like a, like, Western anime type style. Like, it's very reminiscent of, uh, like, Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. Uh, type style, it was just super difficult for me to get down, let alone animate. So I was just, I got frustrated and I was like, bye. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. I totally understand. But going along yeah. with some of the different, like, uh, styles and such, especially with some of the creepier aspects, I know one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones that has really, like, gotten me to pay attention to a lot of your stuff is this little Ooh. character named Huggy Wuggy, if you want to... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. For, for, for those who don't know, where does the character come from and what is your obsession with him? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, so Huggy Wuggy is um from Poppy Playtime, which is a new horror game that's come out. It came out around October. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 
uh, I was like, I, I had seen stuff around about it. I was like, oh, it's a new horror game. Everyone's obsessed with it. But like, you know, it's it's gonna be the new Five Nights at Freddy's probably. And so I watched Markiplier play it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of Huggy Wuggy's kind of interesting. And I keep seeing people draw him, so I was like, I want to try it. So I, I drew a headshot of him, mm-hmm. and I started drawing him again, and, and again, and again, yeah. and I and again, again and again and again, and, again, and I couldn't again. stop. <laughs> And I, I just kept going. I was like, I love him. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like, it was like that whole, like, if you've seen that TikTok meme where it was like, it was like, oh, oh, Garfield, we have a visitor. Don't tell me it's normal. It's normal. But only it's like, oh, Garfield, we have a new hyperfixation. Don't tell me it's a lanky, goofy ass man. It's a lanky, lanky goofy ass man. man. <laughs> but yeah, and then like, my friend Corey came up to me and was like, dude, we should do, like, comic dub shit. Hold on, I'm going to adjust my headset a little bit. The fuck? <laughs> there we go. Um, my friend Corey came up to me and was like, dude, we sh- uh, me and this channel want to do, like, comic dub shit with... We want to dip our toes into poppy playtime. And I know you really like that. And I was like, okay. So I started Ask Huggy Wuggy. And we actually got the video out the, video out the other day. I think it was around... I think it was on the 2nd. Um, it was either the second or the first it came out, but the funny thing, and I don't like getting into controversies during podcasts because it, it really, it, it can fuck shit up, but my, like, it was like the day before, uh, Mob Games announced that they are going to be making NFTs yep. and the internet lost their mind and I lost my mind because now I'm really upset because I... Don't want to keep, like, I want to keep drawing Huggy Buggy. The thing is, I don't want, I'm really worried that people are going to be like, oh my god, you draw Huggy Wuggy, you must support mob games, and therefore you support NFTs. Cancel. Like, because cancel culture is like that, and it's it terrifying. But if, if I may say, for you, mm-hmm. if people really want to, like, question your commitment to the characters and mob games and all stuff like that, they can mm-hmm. just look on your profile and see that you've liked this character way before they announced that BS, so. That's true. Yeah, and, like, I I just like him a lot. He's just he's this little guy. And, he's just, and maybe he has some mild homicidal tendencies, but... Uh, what? Holy mild? <laughs> They're like, listen, listen. <laughs> um, he's just, I, I can't let go of a comfort character that easily. It's just not how it works. Um, also, wait, hold on. Wait, let me look at it. Wait, wait. Oh, that's super cute. Sorry. I thought I saw, like, above your head, there's a, there's one of the little, um, drawings, and it looked like, like, from a distance, it looked like it was this thing that I'm into called Wingrow, uh, which is an art role-playing game, and I thought it was that, and it's no, not. No. So I was like, what is that? Sorry, are, you ta- are you talking about this one right here? Yes. Okay, that is actually a thumbnail that one of my former guests, like, the way he does it is he draws it out and then digitally scans it in and then colors oh. it on the computer. He's, I okay. Didn't, I didn't even ask him to do this. He just sent me, like, the 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 thumbnail that he drew and i'm like oh that's shit. awesome <laughs> like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna frame that obviously hell yeah dude <laughs> yes that's awesome shout oh my out, gosh shout out charles brewbaker um ask a cat uh the fluffy princess yeah so there you go yeah 
Awesome. But uh, I was going to say, back to the Huggy Wuggy thing, like, um, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I can certainly tell that there's a lot of love with that character, considering how much you have drawn yeah. them and how much you've invested. <laughs> Plus, I'm not going to lie, I try, I, I, I know you, uh, this isn't a secret to you, I tried to be the voice of Huggy Wuggy, but I think you picked a way better <gasps> oh, voice yeah, than that. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not, I, I, I just think your voices were different, and yeah. Corey was more of the one who picked the voice actor, so don't yell yeah, at him. No, no, <laughs> Hey, I'm not yelling. I am not yelling at anyone. I, I, I understand mm-hmm. how this business works, but also like, hey, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a fun thing at the end of the day. And again, as long as people yeah. get to have fun with whatever they do, I'm sure more opportunities will come my way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I assure you, they will. But yeah. But nevertheless, like it's cool to see just kind of how much you've kind of captivated. You're captivated with some of these characters. How much you've kind of invested mm-hmm. yourself with all these different styles, with these different techniques, with these different pieces. Do you personally have like a favorite piece of art or a favorite animation that you've developed so far that you could just like proudly show people and be like, "This is like the grandmaster of them all, and everything else is like somewhat as good as this." <laughs> Actually, okay. That's kind of a toss-up, because okay. I do have some that I really like. Um, the... I, I really... Uh, in terms of animation, um, my two favorites... But, I mean, like, I, I don't post a whole lot of animations, but, like, my two favorites are Venus's Nightmare and Frederick Confronts Elizabeth. I don't know if you've seen either of those. Off the top but, of my head, uh, I not. I need to. <gasps> Ooh, I will send them in chat. Hold on, Please so you can do. watch them later. But they're super... I'm really proud of both of them. You should be. Um, yay! Um, I'm especially proud of Frederick Confronts Elizabeth because my friend Car. Oh, my friend Carlos actually did both of the audios or, like, the sound design for both of these. Oh, nice. Um, and he's really good at what he does. So um, he did the sound design for those. And then um, he actually did the sound design for Frederick, Frederick Confronts Elizabeth first. Mm. Um, before and I was like, I'm animating this. So I want to <laughs> hopefully make it like a fully animated thing in the future, mm-hmm. but not. It hasn't uh, gotten to the point where I can like sit down and animate it yet. I've like that Frederick walk cycle that I have is for that, mm-hmm. but I haven't been able to actually get it in. Uh, like get get the some time in to actually finish it. Gotcha. Um, and, and in terms of art. Um, I'd say, um, one of my favorite paintings is this one. This one is like, it's called, uh, like Gidget's Laboratory. And it's just like, oh yeah, it's one of my coolest ones. I definitely saw that one on your website and that was absolutely wonderfully done. (laughs) I just like, it's so dynamic. The lights and like the pose and like the, how it goes up from the bottom yes. i really like this piece the shading um, the expressions just all sorts it of does, it gives so much menace and like rawr. um another one that i've got that kind of shows a lot of improvement is this other one that i did the other day um and it's my character venus uh who's in one of the char- in one of the videos but that one is actually really fun to do um it didn't take me very long surprisingly but this one was really cool because it shows a lot of improvement from March of this year um, because I have a similar painting uh, or digital painting uh, that I made of Ron Boo from the Dream SMP. And this is the one that I did in March. And then the one of the and then the Venus one 
uh, I did the other day. So yeah, that it just shows a lot oh, of improvement. Wow. And like I used the exact same technique with the same brush for both of these pieces. I just did it differently. Yeah, like the, um, te- like, but yeah. the fact that that's only like really like months apart more than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. It's really impressive more than anything else. Ah, thank you. Like it I shows have- that I am improving, and I'm like yes. Well, that that's that actually leads to a good question. When I was like, yo, like you said yourself, like you've always been like having a hand with art, but like you've really like devoted yourself to it like this past year. Do you ever just mm-hmm. like step back and just kind of realize, wow, I've really improved. Like I've done a hell of a lot in just this past year alone. Yeah, sometimes I like to do that because like it's really good. I don't think people appreciate their own art enough. Um, and I like to, I just like, sometimes you just got to step back and like, take a look at some of the drawings you've made and be like, damn, I'm talented. Yeah. Um, even if you're like, okay, maybe this piece could maybe, maybe I could have done better on like this piece or like, maybe I could have, uh, done something different here. Yeah. I mean, you can always do that to try and help you improve, but sometimes it's good to just not worry about that and just step back and be like, fuck dude, I did something really cool that no one else would have been able to do because it's my art. And yeah, I love doing that. It's fun. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, I sometimes do the same thing when it comes to this podcast as well. It's just like, you know, stepping back Aww. and realize, holy crap, like the conversations I've had, the people I've got to talk to, like I'm yeah. prou- I am proud of myself for this journey so far. Um, That's so cool. I'm glad that you get to do that because like not everyone can, can like be like, oh, I've, I've done something. I've accomplished something really cool. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that that you also feel like that. So yeah. You, do, do you want to? I've said this so many times on this podcast, but do you want to? What I consider mm-hmm. like the peak, like the like the the best experience I've had when it comes to this podcast. Go for it. So I don't know how familiar you are with like late two thousands cartoons on Cartoon Network. I know the couple. Oh that, yeah. I know a couple that kind of bring to mind that everyone loves and I love them as well was like Chowder and mm-hmm. Flapjack and those you know shows. Oh like for that. sure. But yeah, one, one of the shows that I absolutely loved growing up is like my major like like if nothing else it really like opened my eyes when it comes to animation and art as a whole was a show called Classic mm-hmm. Three Thousand. I don't know if you've ever heard of this mm-hmm. show. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with it. Oh. I hold on. It sounds familiar. Familiar. Wait, wait. Let me look. I think I've seen stuff. Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen bits and pieces of this. There's so like, there's so much movement in these yes. characters. Oh my god, they're so flowy. Yes. I love it. So I bring that up, and I'll talk more about that flowy movement stuff like that because I actually yeah. talked to the guy who was the director of the entire run of that show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, he was talking about how, because uh, the show was Andre 3000s, who was a former member of uh, Outcast. Um, and okay. this, is, this is like his show right after he got out of the group. He wanted to, like, do something creative and such. So he wanted that kind of, like, mm-hmm. flow and movement that looked like mu- that that looked like what music should look like more than anything else. The way they can flow, the way they can yeah. move and stuff like that. And, like, mm-hmm. during development, he was talking about how, like, he got people in, like, all sorts of different people and such. They decided to go with, like, a mm-hmm. 60s aesthetic, which is why it was kind of, like, when it comes to how animation yeah. was in the 60s and such, why it has that certain, like, flow of movement to it. Um, Just mm-hmm. hearing, like, his story and talking about, like, his experience with that kind of stuff, like, was one that I I cherished, you know? Like, especially yeah. on the show. So. <laughs> 
I love these character designs so much. I'm looking at these. I'm like, oh my god, they're so cute. Aren't they incredible? They're so cute. Um, I, I like the way that they like the way that they're drawn and like the how how the how wiggly the lines are is just oof, it's so good. Oh, absolutely. That's so fun. Plus, on top of that, one of the big like draws about the show was like there was a music video, a new music video every single week for mm-hmm. the episode, and each music oh. video, each music video had a different art design to it. So like there was they, they brought <gasps> in, like awesome. a diff- they brought in, like a different artist to bring in like a, a a different design. Like one of them was like a, a throwback fifties like black and white commercial look. One of them was like. A cowboy bebop style, like anime, like hardcore, like music videos. Like it was incredible, mm-hmm. just kind of the different styles and flavors and flows that they would bring to the show that already looked incredible on its own. That's so cool. It is. I've never even. I don't think I've heard too much about this show actually. Now that I think about it, but now I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow. I, it's it's one, but, those, yeah. it's one of those shows that I will go to my grave saying that that was that that is my favorite like animated show to ever exist. I'm sorry for everyone else that likes you know no, stuff fine. like yeah. Infinity Train and such. I love those shows, but that is that that is the penultimate one for me. Just saying, um, that's so valid. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, on top of you know, see, on top of all these this progress that you kind of had this past year or whatnot. You've also been given some incredible opportunities, whether you've created them yourself or ones that kind of come up to you. Now, I know you talked about, you know, a couple that, you know, came and went, you know, the Dream SMP, the the Demon mm-hmm. Chain or what, or Devil's Chains, whatever it's called. Devil's <laughs> Chain, yeah. Um, you know, Ask Huggy Wuggy, you know, that being a new opportunity. But right. one of the biggest ones that you've highlighted on your website that I wanted to divulge more into is this Partners in Time. Oh, yes. I need to get more more into that. That one is a comic that I started. um, And I'm thinking about changing it up a little bit. But uh, Partners in Time is a a graphic novel that I have kind of started working on. Um, And it all started with this character named Frederick. And how I made, okay, how I made Frederick is actually a really funny story. Okay. So he, um, I was... Like I said, I was interested in the Dream SMP, um, just as like a story aspect, and I'd followed a couple of artists um, on Twitter, uh, of, and I, I'd seen some of their art, and I saw this one particular design, which would is going to take me a million years to find, but unless I bookmarked it, I don't think I did though. Um, I did bookmark it. Never mind. Uh, it's by someone named Zoink Arts with a Z at the end. Okay. Um. And they made this design of Ron Boo as a time traveler with, like, these, like, goggles and, like, a mask over his face. And I just thought the design was super cool. Um, And I was like, oh, my God, I kind of want a character like this. So I designed Frederick to kind of look. He he looked similar, but I uh, I'd also, like, I asked the artist, I was like, dude... Uh, I hope this doesn't look too similar to your design. I didn't want to, like, steal anything or make it look like I was trying to, like, steal your thing. And they were like, no, dude, this is awesome. And they 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 loved it. And I was just, like, I was really motivated to use him. But he was just, like, this goofy time traveler guy who um, worked for a organization called the Time Anomaly Prevention Agency. Mm-hmm. And basically his, his goal was to prevent time anomalies and to, like keep like dangerous like very dangerous uh possibly like time breaking entities from you know breaking time mm-hmm. so 
I used him. I role play a lot on this uh, app called Draw Pile, okay. and I was using him a couple of times. And I was just getting more and more attached to this character. I was like, "Oh my god, he's so goofy and fun, and I love him." And I wanted to try and make more of a world in which she lived in. Um, and eventually, I came up with the idea of making a comic called Partners in Time because I wanted to make. I know I had wanted to make a comic. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And originally I wanted to make devils trained into a comic. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think so because I was just worried about it being too similar to has hotel and everyone's just doing hell related, right. um, hell related stories. So I was like, I want to do something a little bit more original. So, um, I do still have the cover for devil's train, but I started more working on partners in time and the premise of it is the main character is uh, this this uh, high school graduate kid named Max, and he um, works at a laundromat, a twenty four hour laundromat, uh, and it's his first time working the night shift. And as he's working, he notices something unusual going on with one of the washing machines, and eventually an alien pops out. Oh, lovely! And yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that. I think that is one of the last comic pages that I officially posted was the alien coming out of the washing machine. Um, I don't remember, though. But uh, he... Like, this alien comes out, and he's like... And he's like... So... Uh, and it's it's basically about how this... Um, the laundromat that he works at is called World Washers, and it actually is... Um, it's just... It's like... All the washing machines can turn into different portals to different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that re- regulate it are the time and online prevention agents, which include Frederick and his partner, Roger. Um, and so they kind of go up to Max and are like, dude, uh, you, you weren't supposed to know about this. <laughs> um, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> so and the, the adventure kind of goes on from there. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I have lots of like ideas and lore for the characters. I have lots of like secret lore for a lot of the characters. I think Frederick is the one with like the most depth personally. Um, but and he's actually voiced by my friend uh, Carlos, uh, and he's he like he has like the perfect voice for him. He's just like he's just like a goofy guy, and I love him. So he's one of my favorite characters. But yeah. No, that's that's awesome to hear like just how much like like what little bit you do have how much love and lore has already been devoted to something that's barely been that we've only like scratched the surface for more than anything else like yeah. I, know, I know when I was looking on your website among other things to see that kind of stuff like I was like super intrigued and I definitely want to like see I, I just want to see like more of your art as a whole because good lord like the uh. stuff that you're pushing out there is absolutely outstanding Aw, thank you. That oh my god, that makes me feel really happy. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, being, I, I'm just being honest because it's one of those like again. I see a lot of art, and I can recognize like when people are being like genuine and have a love and passion for what they're doing. And the part that like yeah. blows my mind more than anything else, I'm looking at the stuff that you're making. You're only 18 years old. Like you're. Only, I am 18. <laughs> like you're only, like you've only like scratched the surface with like what you could potentially do and what is potentially out there and stuff. So like. It just amazes me that you already have such, like, an incredible back catalog for someone that is just getting their foot in the door when it comes to being an adult, if anyone knows how to be an adult. (laughs) 
I am terrified of being an adult. <laughs> I already have a job, and I'm like, uh, oh, but, oh, you know. Oh, that fear never goes away. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm joking. Fantastic. No. <laughs> but, like, but, like, throughout your, like, basically art journey that you've been on so far, I just mm-hmm. have to know, like, what for you has been kind of, like, the highlight so far and what short of a career hmm. it is so far? The highlight. Um, like, that's a really good question. Like whether it be like you know your proudest moment or just like you know something that you push out there and you love like the reception and whatnot. Like I know was, we kind of talked about like your favorite pieces of art, but like for you, mm-hmm. what has been like the biggest highlight since you started this? God, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I don't know, like because I've had so many good moments. I've met so many cool people through like the different things that I've been interested in. I've, um, like, just done so many cool, like, I don't know, I, it would be so hard to just pick, like, one, um, but I'm trying to think about what, like, the highlight would have been, um, it wouldn't, I was, like, I was trying to think of something, like, maybe school-related, maybe getting an award from school, because sometimes I did get awards from, uh, like, my art and stuff, but no, that's not quite it. Um, that knowing how you feel about school, I'm not yeah. surprised that's not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. School is not my greatest moment. Right. Um, I think it was like being. I the only thing that can really like come to mind was um being able to kind of show my art to one of my greatest inspirations, which is actually Ashley. Ooh. Um, being able to show her my art because that was really cool, and she really inspires me uh still to this day her and dave dave is such a sweetheart by the way if you're if you're listening to this dave you're awesome um and like being able to show her like and getting advice from her about pos about like animation and how to get how to get into it how to use tune boom uh i think was really cool um but yeah i didn't i don't want to like yeah I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm an Ashley. Because I hate, I hate being that person. I hate, like, <laughs> I don't want to be that person. I'll be like, oh, I'm so cool. I don't know. Like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up, me. But <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I'm proud. I'm, like, happy about that, that I got to meet someone who inspires me and, like, that they that they helped me out with stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 I'd like to say that being able to talk to her was pretty cool. I, um, I, I was gonna say like trust me as, as, as someone that gets to talk to incredible people like on a weekly basis mm-hmm. like knowing you get to talk to <laughs> no, knowing that you get to talk look to look at you Mr. <laughs> cool man <laughs> I'm sorry I know I know weird flex no, you're I know. fine you're fine I'm, 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 no, I'm literally just giving you shit I know, I know I know trust me I was right along with it yeah. um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no I was gonna say like you know getting to talk to like incredible people like especially the ones that you know are developing just like that inspire you the people that are creating incredible stuff that you can't get enough of on a uh, daily basis or whatnot like getting the chance mm. to actually talk to them and having that kind of conversation that like f- it fulfills you more than anything else so i completely understand mm-hmm. why that is like the penultimate moment so far on this incredible art journey you've had so yeah yeah. Although I'm disappointed, I thought you would have said this podcast. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm ah, joking. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was really ecstatic when you like told me you wanted me to be on, me to be on this podcast because I was like, oh my god, 
because like I had been on podcasts before I'd been on the insanimators uh is like one of the main ones that I've been on um and but this is like I'd say this is... Uh, I don't want to say you're more official than the Insanimators, but they're literally called the Insanimators. They're yeah. insane. And it's more like... they they uh, And I'm really good friends with them. They're amazing. Yeah. And I'm not trying to downplay them at all. They are they are fantastic, and they deserve every bit of attention they, they get. Um, I was just going to say... This is like, more... Yeah. I was just going to say, I just thought it was... <laughs> I'm a person that, like I said, loves, admires amazing art, and you're making incredible yeah. art. It was, it was bound yeah. to happen one way or another. So. Right. Uh, ee, thank you. But I, I, I feel like this one's just more personal. I think, like, it, it goes a lot more in depth as to what I've been doing for art for a while. But uh, then the, then what the Insanimators uh, did w- with their podcast, but. Uh, not to say that they're they're bad or anything. I'm not not at all. It's just different. So yeah. I, I was gonna say that doesn't make them any less of a podcast. A podcast, of course, yeah. Po- podcasts are like it, podcasts is like television or whatnot. Just because you watch yeah. two separate things doesn't mean you have to compare the two like they're on an equal playing field. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we, we've been talking. We've been talking about all these incredible, all this art that you've had your hand in, and all these different experiences mm. they've had hand in. So I want to now present you, if I may, the dream okay. scenario. Let's say, I, <laughs> let's say I'm Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I'm like, I come up to you. I'm like, look, Apostle. Mm. Right. Uh, we cannot get enough of the art you're absolutely creating, and we know that you can create some incredible stuff. So mm-hmm. I have access to everyone and anyone in art and animation and I have more money than there should be possible. Jesus Christ. I should probably give it to like charity <laughs> or something like that, but we'll focus on that later. Shame. <laughs> if, <laughs> if given this opportunity, what would be the dream apostle project? Oh my God, dude. <laughs> um, so like I could pick anyone to work for me. Um, and then like what I would create. Like more than anything um, else, you have no limit on what you would want. No limit. Yeah, no limit. So whatever you want, oh my God. whoever you want to work with, say the word. We got you covered. She. <laughs> um, I want to make okay. So, like I said, like I said about those movies that I um was really inspired by. I want to make. I would like want to make a movie. Okay. Um, I'd want to make a um like a big. Oh man, dude! I have a couple of really cool ideas. Um, my only problem is I would never be able to stick with one idea. Um, I think. Oh, you know what would be interesting? What? Okay, so something that could be really cool is if, like, it was. I, I I don't have like a set story in mind right now, but if I were to make a movie, I think it would be like the story would be kind of like it would switch between two or three different characters perspectives okay. and they're all separate. And at the very end of the movie, they all kind of seem to like they inter- they're intertwined and they come together to like defeat the big bad or whatever. Okay. Um, that could be really cool. Um, and that kind of like, you know how, have you ever seen the shadow and bone Netflix series? I'm aware of it, but I haven't seen it. So. It's so fucking good. Really oh my noted. god, you need to see it. It's so good. Um, it's 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 fantastic. And um, I I'd kind of want to make I want to make something because like just off the top of my head right now, 
Uh, I'd probably pick something different if actually given the opportunity. But and you know, I'd I'd do more in depth brainstorming. But um, I would want to do something kind of like in uh, oh, you know, it would be really cool, like a creative city, like a city that's full of um, like creative people that do a whole bunch of different stuff, like either music or drawing or. Or not even drawing, like, like there could be a couple of different mediums, like painting, like, spray painting. I think it'd be more, like, um, kind of like an urban, like, retro kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been, I've been getting into that kind of stuff quite a lot lately. Um, I've noticed that with the neon like, character recreation that you yes, did. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll get into more, more into that later. Um, but, like... I'd, it'd probably be more like, and I'd want it to be, I'd want there to be really cool action scenes. I'd want like there to be clever, like witty writing. And, um, I, I might even, it might even better if I were to make it a series because like, instead of a movie, because I think there would be a lot more, uh, opportunities and a lot more time to develop the characters that I create. Um, and, like, I, I did have this one story idea at one point where it was, like, and I've been doing this as, like, a D&D thing with my friends, uh, like a tabletop role-playing game, but it's basically where all the characters, like, these, um, like, the player characters have to travel in between all of my characters and stories and worlds mm-hmm. uh, to try and defeat this thing called the change, which is very consumptive and very angry. Um so maybe maybe I could do something kind of like that. That could be interesting. Um, but I'd want like style wise into the Spider Verse kinda because I love that. I love that style and like how they how they make the colors. I especially liked the um, the way that both Into the Spider Verse and the Mitchells versus the Machines kind of do like a mix of two D and three D at the same time. And, like, a, a bunch of mixed mediums. And, it, like, how the Mitchells versus the Machines kind of looks like it was drawn, but it's actually, like, 3D at the oh, same yeah. time. And the same thing with Into the Spider-Verse, where like, every single shot, every single, like, image within the movie is a work of art within itself. Um, that would be, like, my dream. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, again, access to everyone, everyone with more money than it should be possible. We can make it work. Yes, we could make it work. We'll, we'll also go <laughs> That'd ahead. Be so fun. We'll also go ahead and, as an aside, uh, we'll see if we can go ahead and purchase the rights of Huggy Wuggy from Mob Games, so you can have what? that yeah! under the yeah! <laughs> <laughs> It's like you can't make NFTs of my baby boy. <laughs> Mine. Uh, but, oh my god! But sadly, we have to come down to from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you okay. where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now? Animating more, drawing more, you know, like what I've been doing, but like just more. <laughs> or, or I guess I don't know. Like I want to be, I want to like get somewhere. Like I want to be working for somebody, whether it be freelance or whether it be a studio. I want to be doing something with my life. I don't want to just be sitting here looking for work. I want to actually do something. I hope I get somewhere within the next few years. So yeah, I'm. I I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Ah. I'm saying that. 
Um, in fact, I also hope I don't get canceled on Twitter. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> that's another thing. That's another thing. And I'll definitely talk yeah. more about why I am sure of it. But before we do that, as we oh. wind down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, you are deeply entrenched in art. You've always been deeply entrenched mm-hmm. in art. So I have to mm-hmm. ask, how important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I think it's incredibly important. And I think it's, uh, I actually saw this really interesting quote. I don't know who the fuck said this, um, but I saw this quote. I saw this shit on Pinterest and I was like, damn, that's deep. So I don't remember if I saved it or what, but it was like, um, the creative adult is the child who has survived. And I think that's how it goes, but it's basically like, it kind of helped like, being creative is kind of like, um, I don't know how to explain this because, you know, like I didn't make the quote, but, um, I think I thought it was really interesting because, um, I, I'm like, yeah, I, looking back on it, I don't feel like I've grown up as much as like some other people have where like, it kind of just completely changes them and they don't, cause I've had friends where, um, like back when I was kid, when we were kids and we'd play and we'd draw and we'd make characters and we'd run around and, and play in that. And I never really changed from that. Not very much at least. And they have. So I feel like, um, I, I'm going somewhere with this. I promise. But, Just um, for the ride at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's incredibly important to remember that like, uh, like said in Poppy Playtime, we're just kids, but older. Um, and it's it's good to like have something that basically just sets your soul on fire. Where it's like you uh, like take away from like the the struggle of reality or like the whatever the heck's going on that's stressing you out, and to just like become incredibly creative and to just like maybe to just look at a piece of art and become inspired or to like think differently because i feel like i art is a very universal language because you can look at like you can say the word apple in plenty of different languages but if you look at a picture of an apple that's always no matter who looks at it they're gonna know it's an apple so um it's like i think it's art is incredibly important for like a multitude of reasons and i think it's incredibly important to keep us like sane and not like just mindless uh money makers like passing like wasting our days away with uh like trying to do work or trying to pay bills and get food on the table I think just art is just really, really important. So that's that's what that is. But I'm sorry I was like really jumbled, but like I, I had I had something in there. Well, I think what you had in there was wonderfully worded and I cannot think of a better way to word it myself. Oh, thank you. That is all the questions I have for you. I've already showered you with loads of play, pr- yeah, loads of praise. <laughs> but, Woo! Thank you. But I'm gonna shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast and I do whatever the fuck I want. Um <laughs> Um, obviously i i've already said time and time again just how incredible and how professional your art absolutely looks and i cannot get enough of it um i love 
I love all the different aspects that you have brought to the table, whether it be through animation, whether it be just, you know, simple 2D digital art or one aspect for the other. It's incredible mm-hmm. to know that there is a love and passion there for someone that's especially like just really getting their, you know, going head first into the adult world at this point. Um, it's, mm. inc- it's incredible to know just kind of that behind all that, there is a love and passion that in my opinion will definitely be showcased when people s- soon realize just how incredible of a talent you can be whenever they have you on their project. So I sincerely hope mm. you get, every opportunity as many opportunities as possible and you have this as possible (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry go on go on go on (laughs) long story short i sincerely hope you get some incredible opportunities because i know you are going to kill every single like you're going to kill it with whatever opportunity you get so thank you for what you murder (laughs) thank you Thank you for what you do. Keep up the incredible work. And if nothing else, you know you got at least one fan right by your side with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Yay. Um, For those who may not already know, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Oh, um, so I'm Apostle everywhere. Um, so I, 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 except for except for Instagram, actually. So I'm Apostle on Twitter, on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to think of where else I'm at. I have, I have a website. If you want to look at, um, I could, I'll probably link my card, uh, in the chat so that you can, you can put that in there if you wanted, but I have all my socials on there. I have Twitter, I have Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, uh, on Instagram though, I am, someone already took the name Opossil, so, um, I'm going to have to like relink that, but I'm opossil underscore real underscore TM uh, so, <laughs> on Instagram. So, but I never use Instagram. So don't, I don't, I don't know why you would go there. Um, and then I have, I need to make more of a business email because I have just have my regular email linked into my card, but yeah, I'm just, I'm apostol. So that's me. <laughs> if nothing else, I'm going to have all those links down below. So I got you covered. Um, for yeah. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um. Wait, I I I need to come up with something really stupid. Hold on. And with um, that, I said no. I'm say, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Among us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this week's episode of the Postmodern Art Podcast. Um, if this is your first episode you're listening to, I greatly appreciate you sticking all the way to the end. 
Um, and if you're returning, uh, how's it going, guys? Hope you've been doing well. I hope you've been enjoying the guests I've been able to bring on. It's absolutely incredible to know that there's a lot of love and support for these creators. Um, I'm going to take this week to talk about one of the former guests, in fact. Uh, I recently appeared on a live stream with, uh, well, Samuel Higgins, or who you guys previously knew as Bailey, Artsy Grandpa. I think they just go by Grandpa at this point, but they also go by Sam, so I'll just refer to them as Sam. But I was in a live stream with Sam because he wanted to really celebrate the fact that on Twitter he reached 9k. And on Twitch, as of this recording, has just passed uh, 2,000 on Twitch, which is absolutely incredible considering the journey. If you forget that uh, interview, uh, I don't blame you because <laughs> that was, what was it? That was at least like 30 episodes ago. It's incredible just knowing how much they've grown, even from our conversation, and they were already like growing like a whole lot, but one of the things that uh, Grandpa did reveal, and I apologize ahead of time, this might be somewhat triggering or whatnot, but one thing that Grandpa revealed that I didn't know until I was in this live stream is that Grandpa currently has a condition that is terminal for him. Now, he even went on and said that, you know, even with that, he can still live to be 100, something like that. He just has to be careful when it comes to infections and stuff, which is fair. But, you know, knowing the impact that he still has even to this day and knowing that at any moment he could just be gone like that, it it scares me. But I also know that, you know, Grandpa's taking this in stride. This is something that, you know, he deals with and he is living his best life nevertheless. I, I don't know if this comes across whenever I talk about stuff like this, but with every single one of the guests that I do bring on, I genuinely do care about them even after the interview is done. You know, I'm, I'm horrible when it comes to keeping up with them after the fact, but, you know, each and every single person, each and every single individual that I get a chance to talk to on this podcast, I really do cherish that conversation, and I really do cherish their story, each and every single one. Opasso is definitely no different from that. Um, she's going to do big things. I swear to God, <laughs> like definitely keep an eye on her, but you know, nevertheless, like, you know, with each and every single one of these guests, like I do genuinely care about them. And I sincerely hope that if any of them still listen to this podcast, um, I really do hope that your appearance on this podcast was worth it. And I sincerely hope that I came across not just as a good host, but hopefully as a good friend. And if we're not talking a whole lot before, I apologize. I'm, I, I guess it's like a minor social anxiety. I just don't want to bother you guys. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I'm bothering you whenever I'm talking to some of these former guests, but that's just, you know, my own head being my own worst enemy sometimes. But I, I do worry about you guys. Uh, I love each and every single one of you guys that have appeared, that have taken the time to appear on this podcast. And I sincerely hope that... I sincerely hope that... 
our conversation is not the last time we get to talk. I was honored to be a part of that celebration live stream with Grandpa, and <laughs> I'm. I, it was hard for me I'm, at times to like read some of those responses to them, but I, it was an honor, and I'm glad, and I hope I get more opportunities to do that. I hope I get more opportunities to talk to each and every single one of you guys, because you guys have really made a great impact on my life, and I cannot thank you enough. I really cannot. <sighs> All right, encouraging words to round this off, shall we? Uh, Christmas is right around the corner, which, by the way, next week, the Christmas cast, very, very prominent guest that I am very proud of. But as we get closer to Christmas, just remember that no matter what you were personally going through, especially around this time when it may seem like you know priorities are elsewhere, just remember that there are people out there that love what you are doing, no matter what you are doing. They love and they care about you, no matter what. And especially in this time where we need to be loving and thankful for the family and friends that we do have. Just remember that through it all, we are proud of you. We are happy that you are here. We are happy that you are thriving. And if you are struggling, we are also here for you. But we are proud of you. I am proud of you guys. Keep up the incredible work. You guys deserve all the love and support in the world. Thank you for what you guys do. Have a good week.